The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. You're tuned in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, guiding your gridiron journey none other than your host, former NFL lineman Ross Tucker. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It is a Tuckheads Tuesday. Sadly, the last Tuckheads Tuesday for a while because starting next week, post-Super Bowl, the non-playing season, we will be three days a week in the non-playing season. I don't even like to call it the off-season anymore. We are presented, of course, by 1-800-Flowers.com, DraftKings official flowers for Valentine's. I will find a way to have winners later this week on Friday. Spread the word winner via social media. Somebody that hits us up at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. And by the way, getting a lot of pictures, a lot of videos here at the Super Bowl. Day two live from the gorgeous DraftKings set at Radio Row at the Mandalay Bay Convention Center. Highly recommend you guys check out our social clips at Ross Tucker Pod, at Ross Tucker NFL, or watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. You know the deal with the sponsor confirmation email winners, whether it's westshorehome.com slash Ross, or whether you get a loved one, a awesome Valentine's Day gift, myfrontpagestory.com. I guarantee that I will sign and send something back. So excited, by the way, for all of the interviews that we have for you today. A little different style than normal, because yesterday I was like a straight-up journalist. I I was a straight-up professional. I was the only podcast host, the only former player, the only color commentator that went to the food and beverage preview. If you didn't check it out, at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you missed it. But I wanted to get a preview of the food and beverages at the Super Bowl. Oh, I also, by the way, talked to Steve Spagnolo, Leo Chanel, starting linebacker, Drew Tranquil, starting linebacker, Jake Brendel, starting center for the San Francisco 49ers. You'll hear all those shorter interviews momentarily. But first, how about Julia Lombardi? She is in charge of the food and beverage for Allegiant Stadium. It was so good. Jack and I went over there to make sure we were, you need us at that meeting. You want us at that meeting. 
or press conference or whatever it was. First up for the big show, it's Julia Lombardi. The big show. All right, Ross Tucker here doing the work that everybody needs, the content that everybody craves. Talking to Julia Lombardi, who's in charge of all of the food and beverage here at Allegiant Stadium. I want to start by giving you a compliment because I grade and evaluate press box food and you guys are perennially top three in the league. So congratulations. I appreciate that. Listen, you know there's three theories around the press box. What are they? So there's either the one where they want you to pay and they don't care and they just want you to get in and get out. And there's two where it's like, eh, just make sure they don't talk about us. And then there's three where they're like, make sure you wow them. And that's the hardest one. But that's what we try to do here at Allegiant Stadium. You absolutely wow me. You know, I literally, when they tell me what game I'm doing, I get excited when it's Las Vegas because I know Allegiant Stadium is legit. I've actually done a couple UNLV games here too, and they have it. It's fantastic for that as well. So what's unique about the Super Bowl this year from a food and beverage standpoint? So we have a partnership with the NFL. So that's different than in the past. The NFL got to make a lot of the decisions, so they've decided to keep it what we do on a Raider game. We're not raising pricing. We still have a $2.99 hot dog. We're keeping our house deals. So we're just adding a little bit of wow items in there just because it's a Super Bowl. Give me some, some flavor of some of the wow items. So we have our surf and turf nachos. They're going to be 58-58, and I'll tell you why. They're going to have A5 Wagyu carved on the nachos. They'll be lobster, and you have a souvenir shot glass that you can pour all over and take it home with you. Okay, and then what, what else you got? That, that, uh, the grilled donut with the ice cream over there was incredible. The donut Sunday Sunday. That's an eye catcher, yeah. That's, that's for me. I like this. Do you have a sweet tooth? Absolutely. That's delicious. So they're going to grill a donut and just put a bunch of Sunday toppings on, on it, and then they're going to top it with a chocolate football. All right, so I'm actually not going to be here for the game. I have to go back to the East Coast. What will it be like or what will be different in the press box? Do you know? The press box, listen, you said it. We do a really good job. It will be very similar to what you see at a Raider game. So, yeah, we're going to keep it kind of status quo. We do a good job. Press our, press our heart. They, they beat us up quite a bit on the food side of it. But we're, we're definitely going to press them, and there's just so many more. I'm so excited that there's more press that get to see the stadium that haven't been here before. Okay, i got to ask you about the last name. I mean, that's like a very much a football last name. Any relation, any of the Lombardis in the sport of football? So I've been a Lombardi for four years. I'll have to ask my husband. <laughs> um, but as far as I know, no no connection. But I, I do like the name. It's a good name. That's awesome. Well, thank you for putting this together. It's, everything's delicious. Very excited. I'm the only color commentator that would go take the time out of his day to come here and speak with the wonderful Julia Lombardi. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. Thank you. Speaking of food and beverage, whether you're hosting game day or movie night, DiGiorno knows that planning a watch party on a budget isn't easy. You need the perfect setting, the perfect squad, and the perfect eats. Luckily, you're a game time mastermind, and you know that grabbing DiGiorno classic crust pizza can bring home a dub because it's packed with half a pound of cheese sauce and other toppings and comes at an incredible price. Make the game-winning call and grab a DiGiorno classic crust pizza from the grocery store today. It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno, and you know, by the way, I have not had any daddy sodas the last couple nights. That ends tonight. Do what I'm going to do tonight. Drink some Labatt Blue Lights with friends or probably colleagues. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. It was great to get some one-on-one -on -one conversations 
at opening night last night with so many different players and coaches. We'll sprinkle them through the rest of the week. But I started with the guy who might have been the best assistant coach in the NFL this year, Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo. All right, first question, Spags. Will I see you at the Jersey Shore, Avalon, or Stone Harbor at all this summer, do you think? You can bank on that. I'll get there at some point. i got to go see the in-laws. and then we, we, If we get invited, which I hope we will. They're coming to the Super Bowl, so I think I'll get invited to Avalon. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. Um, so all, all of a sudden, you're a genius this year. What did, what, what, what did you change? What's different, if anything? Well, it's different as a players. I mean, we've had some new guys. I mean, we got experience that we didn't have last year, right? And then you add to that the guys that Brett Veach brought in, Drew Tranquil, Charles, you know, we brought in Mike Edwards from Tampa Bay. Uh, those additions along with the guys that we had and the fact that we were in the system for the second year, these young guys, I think made all the difference in the world. Man, a bunch of the young guys have really panned out. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable all over the place. Yeah, and I, 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 this is probably the highest number of high cerebral defensive players I've been around. To, to a man, they... They get football, they love football, they're passionate about it, and they love being around each other. And so usually that's a recipe for some good good football. So I had Drew Tranquil on my show in the offseason, and he signed a decent contract with you guys, but more or less to, like, be a backup. Yeah. And then he's played a lot this year and played really well. What does it say about Veach and the organization that they'll spend that kind of money to bring in a guy like Drew who, at first glance, you think, well, we got Willie and Nick, we don't necessarily yeah. need him. Yeah, no, listen, we, we're real fortunate have gotten drilled, especially what happened with Nick and losing him for those games. Uh, we don't consider Drew a backup. Right. You know, in our mind. And Willie the last two games, too. Yeah, and he filled in for Willie, too. So that tells you all you need to know about him. And I'm, I'm happy as heck we got him. I'm happy for him that he got to enjoy in this experience. Hopefully it can culminate in a win and he can get, get himself a ring, too. So I know all you care about is the Super Bowl and the Chiefs, but you're still only 64 years old. I didn't hear your name for one interview. Yeah. The Rams was a long time ago, yeah. and it was not a very talented team. Um, why do you think your name isn't mentioned for some well, of these openings? Yeah, listen, I'll leave that up to the people that make all those decisions. I do know that and it's happened with all our assistants here that are looking to get coordinators jobs. When you go on these yeah. playoff runs, yeah. and you know, typically organizations really don't want to wait. They want to get going right. on the next season. So it's a blessing and a curse a little bit at the time. But listen, uh, you know, God's in control. And if that's in my future, that'll be great. And if not, I'm pretty lucky, man, right now. Steve, thanks so much for the time. Really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it, Rosh. Great talking with Spags. But you're going to like this interview even more. Leo Chanel, this is the one that might go viral. This guy was incredible on multiple levels. Check out number 54 for the Chiefs, starting linebacker, Leo Chanel. All right, I got Chiefs starting linebacker, Leo Chanel. By the way, I'm really close with the Rucci brothers. Oh, yeah. So they told me that about you when you were at Wisconsin. Some story like... Are you from like a farm way in oh, Wisconsin or something? On. Tell they're me giving, about that. giving you fake news. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we, we grew up uh, on a lake um, out in the country. My dad had like 200 acres, but uh, I wouldn't say it's a farm. My dad had some weird animals for sure, uh, but not not a farm. We, okay, I mean a mini farm. You had to with 16 kids, you know, so uh, something like that. All right, so 16 kids. Let's start with that. Like 16 brothers and sisters. Yeah. Same mom, Dave, same dad. Uh, okay, so my mom was the second. <laughs> My dad's second wife, okay. uh, so my mom had nine, uh, but we all grew up together. Um, so, you know, the seven and nine, we all grew up under the same house, um, same roof, so uh, pretty chaotic. That is amazing. All right, what are the weird animals? Oh, man, I got to go down the list. Uh, we had an alligator, um, obviously cows, goats, uh, llamas, 
uh, boa constrictors, water monitors, any type of lizard, snakes you can name. Um, a mountain lion, uh, DNR took it away from us. Uh, <laughs> man, a hamster, all the little, you know, little stuff like that, and dogs, cats, of course. Um, yeah, I, I could probably keep going. I can't think right now. Dude, last year after you guys won the Super Bowl, when you jumped up on the side of the bus and pulled yourself up, that was one of the sickest things I've yeah, ever yeah. seen. Let's go, man. What, what do you weigh? Where do I weigh? Right now, like 245. I'm, I'm light right now. I was 255, 250 last season. When um, you jumped up and pulled yourself off like that, that was sick, dude. Hey, man, I, I had to get back to my pregnant wife, man. I was, I was kind of panicked. I'm like, oh, shoot, I've been down here too long. I got to get it back up there. She's going to be mad at me. That's all I was concerned about. Um, what's been different this year from last year defensively for you guys? Um, you know, it's, I think it's guys kind of like, you know, figuring it out. We had a lot of young guys, a lot of, a lot of inexperience. But, you know, as we go into the playoffs last year, um, you know, going into this year, it's guys kind of feeling like, hey, we got this, man. Like, you know, it is it is complex. And um, the things that Coach Spags asked us to do, you know, it's not it's not easy. It never is. You know, that's the NFL. But uh, it's guys that are finally buying in and, um, you know, me included, like entrusting each other, leaning on each other. Hey, did you guys just blitz? the backside every time against Baltimore to A, make sure the pack back had to try to pick you up and also give Lamar less room to go. It seemed like any time they were in gun, you were blitzing to the where the back was, knowing the protection was sliding away. Um, sure, I don't know I don't know if we had that like specifically, but um, you know, any way we can contain Lamar in that way, like he's he's the most dangerous player in open space, you know, at least for a quarterback and um, you know, props to him. He had a great season and um, it was cool playing him. You guys were killing the backs, trying to pass protect you. You got the guy real bad the one time. And then, Lamar, I know that was agonizing to you. I know how strong you are, man. That's impressive that he was able to kind of shrug you off. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those you look back on, you know, I'm going to grab for a long time. Um, you know, you just got to make it. And that's one of the things we were told going in the game. Like, that's one of his escape moves going down. And, you know, I'm just coming off the, the block, and I'm, I'm just thinking, like, oh, you know, I got to get it. And. You know, you got to really hone in on the details, even in that, like, one to ten millisecond, like, yeah. thing where you got to think. Like, you can't just be like, oh, T-bone steak, I got to go <laughs> grab it. Like, you got you to really slow down and, like, trust, trust your uh, details and everything. Leo, thanks so much for the time, man. Appreciate it. While we're talking to starting linebackers for the Kansas City Chiefs, we might as well get our guy Drew Tranquil in here. He was obviously fantastic when he joined us in the offseason and talked about going from the Chargers to the Chiefs. Had to catch up with him briefly, at least, at the Super Bowl. All right, we're back with my guy, Drew Tranquil, who joined me in the offseason. It's so wild now to have that conversation. I'm going to be honest with you. You still seemed a little upset and hurt at the time that the Chargers didn't really want you. When we talked, that was like right after free agency. Yeah. And you, everything that you talked about worked out the way you were hoping it would. Yeah. Well, I'm still a little upset, Ross. <laughs> I, carry, I carry that chip. Uh, I think anytime like somebody doesn't believe in you or doesn't see the same value maybe you see in yourself, um, it gives you an edge. It gives you a chip to kind of keep going. But this is wild, man. I mean, look around. This is uh, it's incredible. It's a blessing to be a part of. Well, and what I'm so happy for you, too, is, you know, you went there. They have other good linebackers, Bolton and Willie Gay. You knew that. You talked about that. But with Nick going down earlier and then Willie the last couple games, you got a huge opportunity. You were balling, man. I mean, you made the most of it. It's got to be a little bit different than when you were in, in, with the Chargers and you were always starting. Yeah. Is it harder when you're not necessarily knowing you're going to be out there to still perform it at that high of a level? 
Well, I've found like throughout my career, Ross, that whenever like I'm in a situation where it's competitive and like I'm not guaranteed a starting spot, like I, I excel so much more as a player and I get so much better um, in that period of time. I knew coming here, like we have great guys in our room. You talk about Nick Bolton, you talk about Willie Gay. We got Leo Chanel, Jack Cochran, Darius Harris, Cole, like all the guys we have, the rookie Cam Jones, like we got a deep room. And uh, whenever you're competing to make valuable snaps, get snaps for your team, I mean, it makes you better as a player. It just does. I know you probably get asked this all the time, biggest difference between the Chargers and the Chiefs. Now you've been with each organization for at least a year. Yeah, I'd say um, I'd say leadership at, at every level. I think um, from the ownership to the management to the coaches to the players, like I feel like at the Chiefs, like the leadership at each level, um, the championship experience, um, Coach Reed, for example, he's just a man of so few words. Like his team meetings are a minute to maybe three minutes long on a long day. But his, the message he's just able to drive home and the buy-in he's able to get from his guys is um, something that, you know, I haven't necessarily been a part of in the past. It's just been cool. What's the biggest challenge going against a team that is so good with the in-breaking routes from the receivers, the tight end, and the running back out of the backfield? Well, I think they just do such a good job, Ross, of marrying their run plays to their pass plays. Right. Everything looks the same. Um, it's hard to get a beat, and they really take advantage of those guys on the second level maybe getting downhill too fast and then throwing the ball in behind them. Um, it's just going to be a challenge. Coach Shanahan's a great coach, puts those guys in a good position. Brock's an incredible thrower of the football. He's an incredible um, decision maker, takes care of the football, and then they've got weapons all over the field, man, um, and they're physical. And so it's going to be a good challenge. I'm excited. Have fun, man. Yeah, thanks, Ross. All right, well, it can't be all Chiefs in this show. So I got plenty of time with the starting center for the San Francisco 49ers. Just an incredible story, Jake Brendel. All right, I got the Niners starting center here, Jake Brendel. Dude, I'm so pumped for you to go from where you were to the starting center in the Super Bowl. Take me back. How many times did you get cut or practice squad to get to this point? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I started my career undrafted in Dallas. Uh, they ended up signing me to, to their practice squad, and then I got cut from there due to injury uh, in 2016. And then uh, Coach Furster picked me up in Miami, and I was there for three seasons. That was the best. I mean, obviously that was – Active or practice or back and forth? Uh, I started on practice, and then I got elevated to active uh, – you know, at the end of 2016. And then the next two years were active, but I never really saw the field. I was Mike, I was Mike Pouncey's backup. And then, I mean, I, I learned a lot from all of the guys in front of me. Uh, made sure not to, you know, if, if, you know, the coach wasn't talking to me, but he was talking to the guy that like ahead of me on the roster, I made sure to listen to that as well, just because you never know. Be, be a sponge and absorb as much as you can. And then, you know, there's kind of some like two weird years, 2019, didn't really have any work, and then 2020, I opted. What do you mean? Didn't really have any work? Yeah, I mean, um, never got picked up. Never got picked up, really. I yeah, I was I was on, I was on the roster for training camp in Denver, and then um, the Ravens picked me up for one for one week when their starter went down. But that was it, really, in, tw in uh, 2019. And then 2020 was a strange year with all of the coronavirus stuff, and I ended up opting out there and just focused on being in the best shape of my life coming back into 2021. For 2021, yeah. and the Niners signed you? Yeah, yeah. Was Chris there? Yeah, yeah. So, And then that year, you did you start or you just made the team? 
I just I just made the team, and then I was backing up uh, like Alex Mack, another great player. Um, learned learned a ton from him too. Um, I mean, he he kind of originated a bunch of stuff in the wide zone, and he, he taught me a lot of stuff. Like, give me one example. Just how to use your hat in wide zone as like another arm. That's that's something you know. You throw you throw your hat across. Um, just gives you a lot more leverage in wide zone. Uh, so he 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 kind of taught me how to do that, which was great. Um, I never really tried to do that that much. Um, you know. You do you kind of do the same drills as guards as a center, but you're closer to the defense. Yeah. So you really do have to do a little bit different technique as guards do, in the in you know in in, in a wide zone running specifically. But and then yeah, uh, just signed a four-year deal. I'm in year one. So of you the started run. last year, yeah. and had and started the whole season. Yep. Had a great year, yep. and then you got a, a nice contract. So dude, what what was that like? I don't know. If, are you married, kids, or anything? Yeah, yeah, married, and I have one kid who's one. Right okay, now. so talk to me about when they offered the contract, and you signed it, and just what that was like. Oh, I mean, it was, it was, it was really just all, all the work I put in, all those seasons before this, kind of like, kind of coming to fruition. And I mean, it felt fantastic, but at the same time, I, I, I really felt deep down that my career was just starting. Like I have so many years in, you know, in, in the bank because I never really saw the field I didn't get the wear and tear that other uh, players of my age got and I really feel like you know that's 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 why I was completely fine signing a four-year deal because I I mean I feel like I can easily play much more than that I was gonna say Jake not many guys do what you've done like I think I started 25 games my first four years had a back surgery never started again like I played I stuck around for a few more years but I was never able to get back as a starter for you to go that long not, I mean, how old were you when you started your first game? <laughs> I uh, started a few games in Miami due to injury, only two, but yeah, I was 27. Wow. Um, and now you're starting the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what, take me through your emotions of uh, what that'll be like and even just having the family come and everything. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the best show on turf, I feel like. It's unbelievable. Um, I mean, just from all of the amazing things that we've seen already this week and, the, and like the one the one day we've been here um just just really being 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 here you know just seeing all the fans in the stands is just great i just feel like there's just more to come and i know it's going to be awesome and i'm just going to try and embrace it so the uh the chiefs have a really good defense what jumps out to you about them yeah i mean 95 obviously is their guy up front um you you got to have a plan with that guy or he he can definitely be a game wrecker and then obviously they got great linebackers and great D DBs. So um, you know it's it's, it's going to come down to scheme. It's going to come down to execution, um, and really just uh, a lot of in-game adjustments as well. Because we really don't know what they're going to bring to the table, like schematically wise. So um, really, I feel like it's just it's just going to be how do we uh, combat 95 and how do we uh, keep running the ball. Awesome, man. Have fun. Good luck. Thank you. Heart disease is the number one cause of death in the U.S. due to the often invisible risk factors. One in five heart attacks occur with no recognizable signs or warning. Moreover, having conditions such as diabetes or high blood pressure can increase your chance of a heart attack by up to 2x.
With the big game upon us, heart attack risk can more than double. When your home team is playing, we're encouraging all sports fans to learn about their personal heart risk factors so they can keep their hearts in the game. To help educate on those risks, Bear Aspirin created the Bear Aspirin Heart Risk Assessment Tool. The tool quickly assessed an individual's personal risk of developing cardiovascular disease so that they can discuss their heart risk factors with a heart health care professional as part of ongoing health management. Learn more and assess your risk factors at checkyourheartrisks.com. Takes. All right, Ross, the NFL announces the Eagles. They're going to be the home, came, home team to kick off the season Friday night in Brazil. That is wild, and I'm going to have a lot to say about that on today's Ross report. You know, I do that now weekly in the offseason on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL, talking about the birds for all my Eagles fans. I'm very passionate about spreading the, the word about American football globally, so I love this. I think a Friday night when there's high school football games is an interesting element to this. And obviously, you know, Eagles fans probably not thrilled that they're losing a home game, but they have nine next year, so they still have eight at home. 49ers, they are not happy if their practice field conditions at UNLV during Super Bowl week. No, they're not. And I'm going to make that, Jack, my Labatt take of the week, presented by Labatt Blue Light, the pristine Canadian Pilsner. Enjoy your beers together so you can live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. You know, I, I, I want to like the 49ers. Uh, I think George Kittle seems like an awesome guy. Uh, I know Kyle Juszczyk's a buddy of mine. Love him. Big fan of John Lynch. I like Kyle Shanahan personally. They got to stop with the complaining all the time. I mean, it's Tuesday morning. We've already heard Nick Bosa complaining that the Chiefs tackles hold a lot. Now they're coming out and complaining about the field conditions for their practice conditions over at UNLV. I mean, there's a reason why people call them the 40 whiners. It's, it's, it's annoying. And I know what Kyle Shannon said last night, we're fine with it. No, 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 I know that game. You don't get to leak behind the scenes that you're not happy about the practice field conditions and then publicly say, no, it's fine. They, they could be a very likable team with Purdy and Kittle and McCaffrey and obviously Juszczyk. They just make it really, really hard to be likable. A lot of coaching news to get to, including Steve Belichick's hired by University of Washington as defensive coordinator. The commanders are hiring Joe Witt Jr. as D.C., and the Giants are signing Shane Bowen as their D.C. None of those really jump out to me other than Belichick not coaching with his dad for the first time and being in college, which is a totally different ballgame. Speaking of dad, you know, the Seahawks hired Jay Harbaugh as special teams coordinator instead of him going with his dad to the Chargers. Bucks hired Kentucky offensive coordinator Liam Cohen. Saints targeting Niners pass game coordinator Clint Kubiak as their next offensive coordinator. The Dolphins to hire Ravens D-line coach Anthony Weaver as the new D.C. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for tuning in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also check out Even Money, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft. All on the DraftKings Network on Samsung TV+, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Shout out to myfrontpagestory.com. You guys know how I feel about it. I should have worn this red shirt I'm wearing tomorrow for being a week from Valentine's Day. We also have backofficeschedule.com, steakhousesports.com, humanheadnyc.com, sportaculture, and pizza boy brewing.